When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You ready for this today? I'm excited. We love working with this community. There's so many incredible questions, I know. <laughs> uh, for sure. And um, as people are coming in and here, I want to thank you for taking your good time to be with us today. And um, I will let you know, just from my perspective, um, we are talking about a, a, a subject I'm very passionate about. And um, when I say that, I wouldn't say that I'm perfect at it, but I am experienced in it. I have victories and uh, I have bruises from this topic, but most of them are victories. And so I look forward to sharing with you some of the, uh, the tactics and ways that uh, have led to more victories than bruises. So uh, that's a little from me, Sid. How about you today? Oh, I mean, we live and breathe recruiting, hiring, onboarding and the journey of meeting people, making communities better. I love how you frame it that we can all get better here. And this is how we do so, which is by getting together, sharing lessons, you know, learning from one another. I love it. Well, I, even from the first time I met you, um, I could, I could feel your energy just coming through uh, just as a person and around this topic. So I know that uh, our audience today will benefit from that. Speaking of our audience, let's go ahead and see who is here today. Um, let's go ahead and um, would you guys go ahead and put in the chat um, what your role is and if you're currently hiring. As we continue to um, figure out uh, who's here with us and what your current plans are, um, why don't we kind of um, let everybody know some of the topics that we have planned for today, Sid. Um, when we did our pre-meet, we said, let's talk about some current trends, yes. um, what uh, attraction looks like. And, and I like to use the word, uh, the word attraction um, uh, instead of recruiting. To me, they're, they're both important. I prefer one over the other. And uh, the, third, <laughs> the third thing is um, screening. And uh, so we're going to talk about those three topics maybe in ways you've uh, thought of uh, sometimes in screening, we think of it a certain way. I want to put a little twist on that today. So those are our three topics where we want to get some uh, dive a little deeper in. Uh, and I take very seriously when we name and attract people to a webinar um, that we deliver on that topic. And uh, today's topic is stack the deck, how to find and hire top performers. And so uh, we're committed to helping you do that today. Sid, uh, do you have thoughts on that? No, I mean, it's such an important topic. We're all living and breathing in this very dynamic economy right now. If you think about what's going on, all of our markets are so different. The journey that your peers may be having, we're here to learn from one another. And one of the most important things, which is building a great team, bringing that next person on in the right way to ensure that you have success in your business and can meet your own goals. I mean, it starts with who questions versus how questions. And I, I think it's the most important thing to dive into, Capri. So I think it's going to be a fun, dy dynamic dialogue. Can't wait to get people's topics in here, questions, um, you know, as we, as we take a tour of 
the market landscape, what we at Wisehire are seeing on the ground. And then again, just learning best practices, uh, you know, again, from one another is going to be so valuable. Great. Thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into our first topic, which is um, some of our uh, current trends that we're seeing. And I'm going to see if I can uh, move up a little bit. I'm in a different uh, space today. So um, this is some stuff that you looked into for us, Sid. Do you mind leading us off here with some things that you found when we said, let's, let's go and see what we can find on current trends so that we're bringing them uh, really relevant data to you. So will you oh, take this from here? More than happy to steer this part of the dialogue. Um, again, Kavisa, you're an incredible co-host. It's been a fun conversation. Um, for everyone that's that's on you know, the webinar today, watching or recording, whatever the case, uh, my name is Sid. I'm one of the co-founders, the CEO at WiseHire. We're an online hiring platform. We love working with small businesses in every industry in all parts of Main Street. Real estate, though, is the industry that is nearest and dearest to us. It is what got us here. It is the first market that we've worked with now almost eight plus years. So we have a lot of great market data that I'm excited to share with you today. Um, the broad context that I think all of us are concerned about or thinking about is, one, the real estate market and what happens in this you know, broader kind of inflationary environment where the Fed is raising rates. We know this, y'all have been on probably dozens of webinars about this topic. We're not gonna spend so much time on that, but instead talk about the implications of it. You know, at the highest level, I talk about this with our team, the market that we're in right now is aiming to reduce inflation. And the way that you know, the Fed can do this is to actually adjust the labor market. We don't wanna go into a recession. We don't wanna have high unemployment, but there are impacts that we're already seeing, especially in the real estate market. Here's a data point that we put together. We actually looked at the interest that job seekers have in real estate jobs going back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, so this is actually the way to think about this is, you know, January 2019, what a time that was. If you think back to where you were, you may have been in real estate, you may not have been in. It was a very different economy. Well, we think it's a really good reference point because we're all yearning to go back or see an economy that resembles more of this pre-pandemic or more of this pre-pandemic world. Um, from that perspective, if you take a look here, we've always seen a typical ebb and flow in interest in real estate. It typically happens actually in the middle of the year when we've got lots of realtors, lots of team leads getting ready to scale up their teams. That is when most job seekers are applying for roles in the industry. However, since the pandemic started, we've been in a very different labor market. We've been in one where there's so much opportunity out there. People have, in fact, been leaving the industry. There's less interest from people on the periphery to join that industry. If you think about what we've been experiencing. Yes, we've seen some blips here and there during the summer peaks. But my God, what we are experiencing right now is incredible. The interest that job seekers have in real estate has skyrocketed to be double that of pre-pandemic levels. Um, this is data that we shared just through July, um, and it actually speaks to what we're seeing on the ground. This is actually because there are fewer of your competitors that are looking to grow their teams, and now is an incredible opportunity for those people that are eager, excited, licensed, unlicensed, eager to get into this industry, have fewer options. And for those of you that are thinking about hiring later this year, my gosh, now is, we think, the time to do so because job seeker interest is just skyrocketing. Um, Caprice, some, some, what's, your, what's your take on this? And, and before we dive further, I'm super curious. Well, oftentimes we feel things before 
we see it as uh, as a line graph like this and i and that has definitely it's definitely pointing to some things that i have felt although i don't think i would have predicted the spike that i'm seeing there even if i knew it was happening so to actually see the data to back up the feeling i've had is really uh, helpful uh, to help me position and know it is a targeted time to take action. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing these types of spikes in other industries, but just because real estate has seen much more of a contraction in terms of those that are hiring, if you're hiring, now is like a incredible opportunity. It reminds us a lot of like, you know, the past few years versus, you know, uh, the, the pandemic years that we've been living through. Um, digging into this a little bit, we wanted to share more context on what we are seeing. You know, if you think about roles in real estate. There's so many of them. We're obviously all focused on the realtor, the buyer agent, the listing agent that are so central to growth in our businesses. But what we are seeing is that most candidates that are applying for jobs where they're raising their hands, they're excited to enter the industry, are actually showing more interest in back office roles. Um, not something that surprises us because we see this often. The number one pain point is, wow, I'm getting great candidates for my assistant role, for my TC role. Where are the buyer agents? We'll get to that in a little bit. But just wanted to emphasize that we are seeing basically you know, a 60-40 you know, split between interest in the more sales-oriented agent roles versus the back office. Caprice, is this similar to what you're seeing on the ground with the teams that you're working with? It is, it's not only with my team, um, but my coaching clients uh, with Workman. It's it's normal for us when we're placing um, ads to get a larger number of responses in those in those back office roles to or in our operational excellence roles than um, maybe on um, our sales roles. And um, I, we're gonna talk a little bit more about um, how we work to get different results in that today through our messaging. So that is coming. Um, so yes, it does. It matches what I experience and what my uh, coaching clients experience. Um, and so, yeah, so that doesn't surprise me as, as much, but just to know the volume in general has, has increased means that even all roles are increasing, uh, even if they're a little more over there. So yeah. let's well, get in. Yeah. We're alluding to it later, but you know, this is a big opportunity because every person that joins your business, they are a speaker box for that next role, right? We were talking about recruiting as much more about evangelizing and getting your message out there and how to sell to candidates. And I think we'll get to that. I know we're like eager to dive into that. The only other big market data point I wanted to share, and this is actually a good one, getting back to that one that I know everyone is excited to talk about, agents. Where are agents? How do we get more agents? It is the growth lever for our businesses. These are two really interesting data points we wanted to share. Um, in terms of interest from job seekers in July for roles for agents, um, this is controlling for the number of postings, so this is all just adjusted. We're seeing more interest roughly almost a you know 75-25% split, if you think about it, for the typical buyer agent or entry-level realtor roles. Um, you know, listing agent continues to be one of the smaller areas of interest uh, from those that are seeking to actively apply for a role. Not something that's super surprising, but one thing that we have seen is that that interest in listing agents at 29% in July is actually a peak. We haven't seen that much interest in listing agent roles in quite some time. So, you know, for those team builders, those things, people thinking about expansion teams, wow, like that key, key resource of listing agents, uh, there's a little bit more interest than we've seen usually. 
And then the other data point here, Caprice, that we were like, I, I was personally blown away by, is that more candidates in, in the average applicant profile and the average applicant tracking system at WiseHire today have licensed or pursuing licensed candidates. In the past, we've had very few folks that are licensed, many more people that are outside the industry that don't even have a license and are trying to get in. But one thing that's exciting here is if you think about how to build great teams, it's often about raw talent that you can coach and develop. And those folks that are pursuing the license being one of the larger categories, that is something that's very different versus the prior prior year's trends that we've seen. So could be super curious about how you're thinking about this, you know, what action items you have for the teams. But uh, for us, it's, it's just very exciting to see a lot of people, you know, getting up in the morning, excited for this industry, raising their hands, applying for jobs. Curious how you think about it. Yeah, like I was looking for a reaction button on my panel because I would have been cheering or blown a horn or something or hearted it because that is exciting to me. Um, if I have people who have a little bit of um, background or market share already, and um, that part of, uh, now don't get me wrong, I, I think that there's, we have to be able to train people to the way that we work and other things. However, to have that pool to pick from, because uh, historically for me, I've, I've recruited a, a lot of people over my career. And um, historically, sometimes market share or people who are already doing business Business can uh, can take a little bit um, more different and aren't always responding to these. So the fact that they're going uh, and looking right now is uh, me, tells me even more that I have uh, I should be positioned to attract and 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 go for activities in that in that uh, way. So that I looked at my own wise hire, Sid, because I have that too. And uh, we'll see my little screenshot of it in a minute. I wanted to see how many of my applicants had a real estate license because I am curious how many are pursuing it or how many already have it. And so to even have a system that can even help me narrow that down is super helpful because I do uh, have place in my, in my team and our company for new agents. I also wanna be attracting experienced agents. So, all right, let's look at our poll. Looks like we have a response. So it looks like um, 18 out of 40 who responded uh, are team leaders, two out of 40 are listing agents. I'm, I'm guessing everyone can see this, but just in case we have eight out of 40 that are administrative and 12 that are other. And um, I don't know, uh, I think if you were attracted to this webinar, we probably have more than three out of 40 that are currently hiring or have plans to hire. That would be my guess. This is uh, otherwise we should probably stop everything and find out what people want to know today. <laughs> I mean that with all due respect because I honor your time and I want to make sure we're, we're making it highly valuable for you. So I'm going to guess we're a little higher, uh, a little higher than that. So thank you for the poll. It's nice to, to know who's here. Um, yeah, so um, let's talk about one more data point. And um, for those of, the, of you that don't know, there is an incredible new study that's been done around teams. Uh, it's called The Unexpected Impact of Teams in Real Estate. It's presented to you by Workman Success. And one of the data points we decided, uh, or, uh, or results we decided to pull for this uh, uh, is this one in my, just a second, my, my uh, our picture's in front of us. So uh, on average, 80% of real estate professionals are more productive and successful being on a team. Um, and then just to follow that up a little bit, it also concluded that um, uh, better training is happening in the team environment. Yep. 
um, yeah. So do you have, what do you, what do you think of that one, Sid? Ooh, so this one, you know, we, as I mentioned, have been in the real estate industry now going eight plus years. We've been studying the teen trend going back to like, you know, when it launched and where we are today. Oh my gosh, this resonates so much, Caprice, because at the end of the day, this is all about the journey of specialization, focusing on your genius, building systems, leveraging the community. And we're seeing that those that join teams that are doing the one or two things that they're great at versus the haphazard day of the, the former realtor of, of, of the bygone era that's doing the transaction, dealing with five customers and failing to follow up. Oh my gosh, it is such a no-brainer to be on a team. And I'm still appalled sometimes when we meet someone that is unaware of the team framework and the model. Here we are a decade plus into it. So this resonates exactly with what we see on the ground. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. And I just want to let all of our um, attendees know that you're going to have um, a way to uh, obtain that uh, re report and the results in the study um, at the end of our webinar. So that takes us to our next um, slide. And why don't we go ahead and stop sharing? I want to I want to see panelists for this. And I have to tell you guys that, uh, you know, sometimes things get a little crazy right before you, you go to do something like this. This isn't my normal environment, so I apologize. I'm looking a little bit a little bit away. Um, so I'm just going to do my best and show up and, and uh, work to give value. So here's, here's uh, what I want to uh, ask you. The last uh, vision we had was of a book. And I love data for the data story tells about what's going on. I mentioned before that I have a, a feeling that something's happening and I love to see data back it up. I had someone really special in my world at one point who loved numbers and he taught me that our numbers are telling the story of the people in our brokerage and are we willing to look at what that data is telling us so that we can respond and help them achieve what they're here to achieve. And so um, I'm curious um, what we think is going on. So we're gonna open this up. I wanna have dialogue on this with all of you. Why are we seeing a spike right now of licensed people, um, of uh, even some of our back office? Who would like to talk to us a little bit about why we think we're seeing that data? Now, while, while you're considering joining that conversation, I want to tell you that I want everyone to lean in a little bit more here because the stories that we're all seeing are going to be part of the messaging we're creating to attract people. So um, who, will, who would be uh, willing to raise their hand and tell me why you think in July we're seeing a spike of, of applicants in the real estate industry and in all different roles and even more licensed people? John, please. Okay, thanks, John. Let's let's go ahead and have John talk with us for a minute. Looks like you're a team leader. Tell us a little bit about where you're at, John. Um, yeah, so uh, where we're at is, so we're a husband and wife team and we are uh, expanding. So I'm very much looking to grow my team more through um, an administrative support system versus necessarily hiring on more realtors because uh, some of the people I admire most have done that and, and really increase the service and the quality that uh, the agents can provide versus just bringing anybody on, making a quick buck, and then, and then they're gone and your quality goes down, you've got unhappy clients. So I'd much rather have more admin than and have you know two or three salespeople and 
six or seven admin. But anyway, that, that's putting the cart before the horse a little bit. But um, yeah, I can speak to, we, we had recently hired someone and then 116 days later, they decided to quit. But, um, you know, we very much learned through trial and error and the lessons that we got from that was invaluable. But I can speak to, you know, you asked the question, why are people more attracted to, or why are they attracted? And I can speak to um, when we did hire that individual coming out of the, the pandemic, they had lost their job and were stuck at home and very um, just needing an escape from family. So that's not to say that they couldn't take any job, but they were they were attracted to us because of the excitement of you know, uh, basically every every client we deal with is a different journey and a different ride. And they were able to um, experience excitement like they've never experienced and also the flexibility um, you know, we, we do team drinks every Friday at a local pub and invite the, our, our database and they come. And so they were really excited by kind of some of the interpersonal connection pieces versus just taking a job in a factory or whatever. So I can, yeah, that, that's what we're noticing. So I wanted to come on this call to get really clear of like, okay, well, yeah, what are the trends and how can we make, ensure that our next hire is going to be an even better fit? So anyway, just my two cents, or maybe it's three cents now with inflation. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's valuable. Uh, it, well, thank you. So that uh, seeing those trends of even the increase in, in the back office is probably, um, I, I was on a, my a different webinar the other day and they said, you know, we're really in a market of mindset, skill set and action or taking or activities. And so I hope that this uh, gets you prepared with the mindset that there's more out there. So I want you to be selective and in, in your and use a, a great skill set and then take action to do it. So that's part of what I want to arm you with today. So uh, hopefully that leads to a mindset of there's there's great people looking to be in business with you. So we've got to take some action uh, towards it. Thank you for contributing to our conversation today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the sales, uh, the sales side. Why would we see more experienced or people with real estate agents um, entering uh, or, or applying for uh, positions maybe uh, that are out there on ads right now? What would you guys say to that? I'm not sure that I actually see that. Um, but I guess one possible uh, reason is this has been a very challenging year for a lot of real estate agents. I mean, this has been yeah. a tough line. You're getting to that time of year. We're into August. You're getting that time of year where people start uh, taking a step back and evaluating their situation with the possibility of... Uh, making some changes in the coming year. So, I mean, that's, that would seem to make sense. I mean, it's been a very, very, I, mean, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but man, it's a rough grind if you're dealing with the buyer side of the business. I mean, it's really rough. So, it's a... um, John, did, uh, Richard, thank you. I, 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 I tend to agree that maybe if people are feeling that uh, they're faced with some new challenges that they haven't been used to, that they're looking for potentially another way to have someone show them leadership, show them a way, maybe someone who's already been through um, different or tougher markets. Maybe they've never experienced, they don't have the longevity in, in career to know what to do next. Maybe that leadership's not currently in their environment. And so they're seeking that. They're looking for someone who could guide them and lead them in that way. Uh, so I appreciate that comment. John, I saw you kind of re-raise your hand. Did you have a, a thought on that? I was just, you literally just said what I was going to say. So ditto. 
Ditto. I'll take it. Okay. Sid, what about, what are your thoughts on that one? No, I, I, I think this is the broad thing that we continue to see, which is this is a time of year where, as, as Richard said, people are reflecting. It's been a tough season, regardless of which part of the country you're in. Like the market is way more different than what we saw in 2020, 2021. You know, they've had people that have been licensed that have joined and are seeing in many cases, the first kind of like tougher uh, period of time and are recognizing, wow, you know, uh, maybe that other team that I keep seeing the ads for, that I keep seeing out in the market is a better opportunity for me. That's like the general through line that we're thinking about here, Caprice, which is just, it's a reevaluation, not just in real estate, but in all parts of the economy. People are thinking about, wow, if there are, uh, you know, turbulent waters ahead, is this the right place for me? Is there another place that if they are hiring right now, could be more resilient, could be a place that I could grow, thrive and learn? Uh, that's the broad theme that I've seen. But I think James might have had a perspective as well. Um, great. Then let's go ahead and transition. And that goes to uh, potentially if I have been working to hire um, in the months prior, maybe it's time for me to relook at what message in my ads, in my social media, in my other uh, places that I'm looking to attract from. What messaging am I using now? And is it matching um, the hiring market of the moment in, in order to help people reach their, their goals in, in this industry. And so I just want to invite you to do that. Go back to, if you are currently hiring, take a look with fresh eyes, using some of this data, looking at what's, what's happening, and let's reformat so that we can speak to something that could attract differently when we've got this number of people in the market. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, that's, that's, uh, invitation number one, you, uh, I'm a coach. So I'm going to ask you to take actions through this, not just be here and learn, but write down some activities that you're willing to do. So activity number one that I'm going to ask you to be clear on is what message, what message am I going to do to attract the talent in the position, uh, that I'm looking to hire for and just take a minute and brainstorm on that. Um, on that particular piece. So that's step, that's action number one. I'm going to ask everyone to think about if they're hiring, what is going to attract people in that role right now? Uh, so, question ask. <laughs> um, and, and said that, um, I know that you, you guys have noticed even at Wise Hire some changing in messaging. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, we are in the era of, as we think about re-reflection, you know, recognition that work is, for better or worse, a part of our identity. It is what we do for the majority of our day. And we have job seekers who, through this pandemic period, are recognizing whether it's in real estate, outside of real estate, they want to yearn for passions. They're looking for organizations that are way more aligned with them. And this is that call to action that we ask our customers to do, which is reflect on all the great things that you do that you're often, you know, underselling, under under appraising, and emphasize that to align it with that job seeker that's thinking about not just a random opportunity out there, but the right opportunity. Because again, there is a perfect person out there for your organization, and you can't find them if you're not messaging and speaking to their language, not necessarily your language, but their language. Ah, very good. Well, let's go ahead. And uh, so that was step number one. I want to, um, we're going to uh, start moving a little bit more uh, into attraction and screening. And before we do, I, I want to make a point of something, and that is 
um, the business side of attraction. At Workman Success, we really look to help you formulate a system so that you can see if things are working, if they're not working, to what level they're working, so that we're automating uh, this. And I have watched an evolution um, happen. Um, I've been in the industry for 16 years and I'll watch a, an agent come in and really look to perfect their buyer side of the business. And they get a, a cadence to that and a lot of confidence around that. They build that up around their listing process, get a great listing presentation. They go on enough appointments that they can do a great needs analysis and present the right things at the right time. And I am gonna invite all of you out there to think of hiring in the same way. It's the next step of evolution is when we have more business than we can handle on our own, or we want more time, money, or freedom, or all of it, uh, we look to leverage and we can leverage through people, systems, or tools. And so I'm, I'm just inviting you as a, as a business leader or admin for us to look at the hiring process in that way. And so I had to back up just a tiny bit and say, let's look at the business side of attraction. And so um, this is another area where I want you to take a picture, I want you to write it down uh, or just revisit this. And uh, as we go through this, I want you to go into your mind and say, do I know that for myself? Do my team members know it who are responsible for it? Or do we need to go have that conversation again? Um, or, because there's this saying, speed of the leader, speed of the pack. So I'm going to speak to the leadership side of it, whether you're the team leader or um, an admin role. What's the vision of, of, who, of who and how many we're looking to attract? What are our growth goals even looking like? Because it's hard to go and execute on a plan that we don't even have a vision for. So internally audit, do I have a vision? And how clear is it that someone else could go execute it or myself? It needs to be that clear. Number two, numbers and conversion goals. Um, I have, uh, you know, there was a time in my life where I was recruiting to a brokerage and I was expected to hold between five and 10 recruiting appointments, attraction appointments per month. And um, I don't say this to, uh, to brag in any way, but I have hired over 500 people to a brokerage before. Uh, I've also um, had retention and attrition uh, numbers that I have to watch. And so I, I want to invite you to start to get to know your numbers and your conversions, because if I want to bring on four incredible buyer's agents this, uh, this year, this month, whatever your goal is, I've got to have a number greater than that because I have to have candidates. I want to be selective. I'm, I'm not just looking to add bodies. I'm looking to be selective uh, around people who are going to add to my environment because there is a cost of a bad hire. Yes. And uh, it can be very painful. And so I want you to have options. So numbers and conversions. If you don't have this in mind, um, if they're brand new agents, I would look to say that about every one in four, like about a 25% conversion until you know your own, learn your own. Because if you're lower than that, it might be pointing to the fact that maybe my needs analysis and my presentation isn't quite on point, or maybe my value proposition isn't as, isn't as competitive or I'm not articulating it as well as someone else in the marketplace. So I just really want you to dive in and at least use that number until you know your own. And Sid, I don't know if you have anything, any ideas on that, but I'd love to hear if you do. No, I mean, a broader I, spectrum. 
Definitely, yeah. I can give some benchmarks for what we see out there in terms of like applications, conversions. But Caprice, I love what you're advocating here because at the end of the day, it's about accountability. It is about noting the the facts on the ground. And for anyone that starts to build a system of that where they're using to hold themselves and their team accountable, it starts for us with transparency, but then follow through. By doing these steps right here, you're going to ensure that you are following up with that 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 candidate that reached out to you. And if they're not a great fit, it's okay. They're nonetheless a speaker box to your message out in that ecosystem. You're in a local market. Word travels fast. And how you treat people and the follow-up and the consistency all matters at the end of the day. So Caprice, I love this. Um, in terms of broad pipelines, as we see, you know, it really depends, I think, again, on the roles at the end of the day. For more of the back office roles, where we often have many more people raising their hands, we typically see a program where, you know, you're interviewing probably the top, uh, you know, quartile or decile of candidates, you know, so like one in 10 or, or so. Um, from there, when we see the roles, as you take people through the process, your phone screens, your disk screenings, your team introductions, you know, that does whittle things down. In some roles, in some parts of the market, we actually see something like a 1% higher rate. In other parts of the country, we see 2.5 or 3%. Really just matters on those roles and like those back office roles. For agents, it's dramatically different. It really does come down to, you know, especially the, the few years that we've been in where it's been much harder to get agents. It's been, you know, very, very difficult. We've seen people often scale back on some of their selection criteria in order to get that person. They know what they're giving up and it's that's the only way they've been able to make their numbers. In this market that we might be going into, you know, aiming again for like those older benchmarks that you and I are so accustomed to pre-pandemic might be ideal, right? Where you're talking to 20 agents, but then you find that one right agent, ideally. So those are some uh, reference points as far as like what we've seen in the past and are seeing today. You make some really fair distinctions with that, because if I'm talking about new, if I'm talking about experienced agents, it, it, might, uh, it might be that I am one or two in 10 over time. Because sometimes it takes me longer to recruit an experienced agent uh, just out of out of them, uh, for lack of a better word, dating our system a little bit and believing that it's what we what we've talked about. Uh, that could be a whole other um, webinar. So um, just like we uh, at Workman Success, we do something called an income goal sheet where we figure out how much you'd like to profit. We reverse engineer to how many listings, how many buyers that's going to take. That's really what number two I'm inviting you to do is yeah. if I if I was one in four, if I was, then if I want to hire four, then I need to have 16 appointments. So again, we're just using some, some good business practice to help you either do that for yourself to set some realistic goals about what that's going to take and, and, and formulate a business plan around that. Now, the next thing after we have an income goal sheet is we go to our pillars, like how are we going to create those appointments or how are we going to create the, uh, yeah, the appointments and what are some possible pillars of attraction? I'm going to go into that next. Um, in order to execute, do I need a budget? Sorry, do I need a budget? And then uh, once I have, a, if I do need a budget, if I'm placing ads, if I'm uh, purchasing software, if I'm going on a, a coffee appointments. So just get that in mind. And then finally, like who does what plan? Who's my who that's going to help me execute the system? That might be you, that might be a team member. It might be both of you. Someone might do pre-screening and someone uh, then goes through and validates the disc and uh, does the, the second layer of questioning. So I just want you to get clear on the plan of, uh, of who does what. And then uh, we may need to develop the systems and skill set of how do we hold these incredible appointments? 
like what does it look like to be able to ask a needs analysis uh, question to then present to it um, and then what tools will I need so I just want you to think of this you you already have this skill set in your business I just want you to think about this as a segment of your business that you automate to this level Sid you look excited about that no we we talk about this so often hiring at scale for great great people it is so much like sales and marketing. It is a process. It is a funnel. It is one that we can always get better at. And I love exactly what you're advocating for here, where accountability, knowing who's doing what, that is how you ensure, again, someone doesn't fall through the cracks and you are there before your competition. Because of course, candidates are looking not just at you, but everyone else out there. So these are the tactics that are going to get you in front of someone faster, following up with them and ensuring you win versus that other person across the street. Love it. Yeah. Okay, then let's go to the uh, pillars of attraction. Maybe take a little uh, picture or a screenshot of this. And, and my whole goal in, in, in showing you this is that I, we always choose at least four pillars of lead generation that we teach you about in Workman Success for your business. I'm going to invite you to, I'm not saying you have to have all of them to get going. I'm saying choose some, decide what you're going to do within that and then you know, make it a system. And so if I, um, if I were um, approaching real estate schools because I'm willing to uh, train new agents, then I have a whole program for that that then will convert to my career seminar because I wanna meet with many people, not just one. Uh, that's one, if I'm looking for uh, my experienced agents, I am going to have targeted trainings that are of interest to get those people in the room. And that's one of my favorite ways to meet new people. I, I, I can um, almost guess based on the number of transactions that someone's doing or volume that they're doing, some of the pain points that they're feeling. And that's what I train on. And, and so I just want to invite you to, to think it's much like the messaging, but then I can go and message and then I can recruit to it and I can get to know my players in my marketplace um, and who is going to most likely be attracted based on what I'm putting on. And I do that very intentionally. Um, will you speak to number three? Of course, of course. I am biased. I am biased, of course. But one of the best places where people are always looking for jobs, you know, if you think about it, many, many years ago, we were told they're passive candidates they're active candidates. That is no longer the case. People are always looking for better opportunities. And that's where Wisehar comes in. If you're not familiar with our platform, again, we are a hiring solution built for your industry. We help you ideate the role. Think back to exactly what Caprice was talking about, the vision. How do you sell? We will help you there. We'll help you craft a great ad post it on all the top job sites. And that's just where the hard work starts because then it's us pairing with you to screen great candidates as we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, obviously we're big, big fans of working with the Workman community. And we know like y'all are the best agents out there in terms of growth oriented thinking. And that's exactly what candidates are looking for in this marketplace. I love that quote. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I want to be clear about um, other agents in the, in the office. Once you're clear on what your hiring goals are, I want you to go and tell people, I am looking for three very special people. And let me I tell you about them so that when you're out there and you, you can identify um, these things that I'm talking about, would you call me with their name and number? Does this sound familiar? I mean, you guys already know how to do these skills. And so I want you to think about it in a different way that now we are looking to attract these people and have people call and refer great people in the industry to us. 
So allied resources can be your, your mortgage, your title. I, I'm just gonna invite you to have those conversations um, with clarity about how they can also help, help you grow. You're there to help them grow. How can they help you to grow through people? Um, so um, again, this could be its own uh, complete conversation. My invitation of action today is choose two or three to start with and, um, and decide what your system is. And we, we do have um, help within workman systems to help build some of these things out. Um, so uh, that could be, a, again, another day. Uh, my next, uh, our next slide is be attractive every day. And what I mean by this is that um, there are ways, the way that you show up on your social media. Um, yeah. When we were brainstorming this webinar, we talked about how important like our about us section is in the job ad on your website. People will go and look at who you are um, in addition to what we are putting out there. So just know that that's part of our audition process. Um, our day-to-day -day interaction with other agents, that they could be your next uh, top performer. So I just want to invite you that being attractive every day across some of our different platforms matters to people going, man, they are really lighting it up and they have a culture I could be part of. Um, I love the values they exhibit, how the way they give back to their community. Um, man, that person just start, I watched when they announced them and, and they just closed their 17th deal. What has it been 16 months, you know, I mean, or six months or whatever. And it, so I just want you to know that being attractive every day is part of the attraction process. Caprice, it's so much about consistency at the end of the day, right? We are, whether we're working with the customer, whether we're out there in the community, we are speaking for what that next person looks like when they join this business. And, and, and to the topic of the about us section, that is another place where, you know, it is taking the actions that sometimes, I'll be honest, as busy team leaders, business owners, we forget everything that we do. Take stock of what has happened in the last few years. You've built great organizations. The About Us section is a time to reflect, write down those core values, talk about your employee value proposition, write it down because job seekers, as we talked about, are looking thoughtfully for their next place to land because they're not looking for a place just for six months, eight months. They're looking for a home where they can grow. A few things that we have noticed just from the data there, Caprice, and talking to lots of customers, there's so many programs that people have that they're underselling or under, um, you know, sharing with job seekers often, the training programs, the development. People are not looking for work in a transactional way. They want a career. Emphasize those pieces. If you have an internal development program, if you have a listing bootcamp program, talk about these ways that you are not just a, a starting point for someone, but a place where they can grow into who they aspire to be. Lots of amazing opportunity there. Quotes from individuals that work in the business, links to social, emphasizing, again, it's a holistic organization, not just Here's the job description. Do you meet it? Yes or no? It's much more thoughtful these days. So I love that point there, Caprice. Um, you know, as you were talking, it made me think about um, my my own attraction to this business or the way I got into it. Um, I um, was at a, a conference and I was talking with a gentleman and he asked to meet with me and he said, I'm going to have a real estate empire and I want to talk to you about a position in it. And I thought, wow, this guy is bold. I, I, he drew me in and I was curious. I'm like, what is he going to like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and he slid across the table a three-page vision of what this empire would look like. And let me share with you, it wasn't, it did not yet have the makings of an empire. Today, I'm I'm proud to uh, of him and what uh, we started uh, to build together. And I still invest in some of those brokerages. And he has he has uh, definitely grown, and I grew working towards that joint vision. And there is some power in aligning forces where I, by joining forces with him, my life got bigger. And now that's my opportunity uh, with others is to help their life get bigger. And we, I'm so thankful for that experience that someone was had a big enough vision that I could come and grow something incredible within it. And you all have that opportunity as leaders uh, to that people want to go and do something bigger yes. uh, with with someone. And that's my favorite way to attract someone to a team. There's going to be people that will be attracted to a team that want accountability or maybe want someone who will do their paperwork. And, and that's, that's, um, table sticks. Sure. It's awesome. What's more awesome is when you have someone who really wants to come and light it up with you and can see themselves doing more through that motivation. There's room for both. It's mission, vision, impact for like that, you know, yeah. we, we, you know, can we say it's almost like as we we're thinking about, right? Like there is a hierarchy of needs that we all have there. We're all seeking, you know, that world of self-actualization, finding that perfect place for ourselves. So love that. Okay. Well, let's, let's, um, I know we're kind of, maybe before we um, segue to the next, let's, let's bring everybody back and, and stop the share if we can. And um, um, I'm, I'm curious um, if anyone right now in their attraction has either a question or a comment about that section of creating pillars or, or what it looks like to uh, attract. Anyone using some of those pillars now? Let's, uh, I know I only have so many panelists of our 56 attendees. Anyone using some of those pillars now? No? So we got some ideas? That we can uh, that we can start to formulate around. Okay, um, I'm going to ask someone to go forward um, if that's okay. Let's just have a little bit of conversation. Um, James, do you mind talking to me for a moment? Uh, Wars up. What would you like to talk about? I'm curious what brought you here today. Well, I'm a recruiter for Remax Professionals in Glendale, and uh, any chance I get an opportunity to learn something, I'm going to. Awesome. Do you, I know I, I'm putting you on the spot. Are you okay with that? I don't mind. I'm tough. Okay. Will you tell me a little bit about your growth goals uh, for 2022? Four a month. Four a month? Yep. That's my goal. And, I know we would like that, to get to 200 agents. We're not there yet. So. Okay. So uh, what are we going from? How many do we have now? 130. So our goal is to go from 130 to 200 by when? Four a month. Okay, four a month. If if you make um, if you make goals too far out, you're you'll never get there. You you're gonna have to readjust your goal constantly. Interesting. Okay, I, so I, I, four a month and the target is two hundred. Yes. And what are your primary sources for recruiting now? It pillars, if you will. What are your primary sources? Um, I do text, email campaigns. I do phone calls. Uh, we get uh, referrals uh, from agents. And we use WiseHire. But what, what I'm finding out on WiseHire, I'm not getting any 
licensed realtors on wise hire. They're all new agents. And I think that's happening because in the last couple of years, <clears throat> with the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs and they saw that their job that they thought was really secure really isn't. And I think people have more faith in themselves than they do in jobs and, and other companies at this point in time. Yeah. So that's why I think people want to get into real estate because people believe more in themselves than they do a faceless corporation. James, I think there's a lot to that, you know, especially as we think about those that are pursuing licenses and just getting into the industry, like, you know, voting with their fee, taking that test, like that is that right segment, you know, it may not fit for every person's business model, but you're so right to say that people are way more confident in themselves in a time of uncertainty. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah, the other thing we're doing is we're trying to take uh, newer agents and actually walking them through uh, a program where they actually learn to be successful. You know, in real estate, we lose 87% of the people who join this, this uh, career within the first year or two. You know, and if, if we can cut that down to half, you know, you're going to organically grow your organization simply by mitigating loss. Yes. I knew there was a reason I, I chose you today, James. If there were one, at least one more thing you could get out of today, um, James, what would it be? Well, I would like to hear from Sid what the perfect ad I could put out is, <laughs> because I would like to get I would like to get some response from some licensed agents as well. Ah, so one, I, I will say that uh, market dependent, where you are, the seasonality of it, we do often see that licensed agents are much more likely to apply for roles in the back half of the year as they are going through a re-examination as we're talking about. August, September, October, incredible times to start that effort. One thing that we often see, James, is that those that are seeking only licensed candidates will often be late to the trough in some sense. These are the people that are starting their recruiting campaigns. Wow, summer's already upon me. I needed that candidate. It's June, July. That is not the time when you're looking. You got to be out there and consistent, you know, beating that drum, talking about the incredible things. The fact that you all have these programs, that is what I'd emphasize, including in these ads, talking about it in the first dialogues when you do get candidates in. Um, the final point that we're leaning a lot more into in the, in the weeks and years to come is referrals, right? Getting your team to share the jobs out there into their social, into all the other places, because job boards will get you something, but it's all about the community that you've built, talking to prior candidates, seeing if they know someone else. Those are more of the tactics that we're going to try to aim to make much more, uh, you know, automated and, and, and supportive versus something manual that you have to do yourself. But that, that's the future that we're like kind of trying to build right now. Love it. So Sid, I know that you guys have some, um, even some coaches who will review ads. Um, and so is that, uh, just out of curiosity, is that something that you guys target is message changing that you offer to, to yeah. subscribers? Yeah, so a little bit about WiseHire, you know, we know that uh, you got into this business because of the passion that you have for customers. Growing your business is one part of it. We, like Workman, want to be there to support you. And that's where our hiring coaches come in. Their goal is to be that proactive support. In fact, every ad on WiseHire is reviewed by a person to ensure that you are you know, never putting the wrong foot forward and we're giving you context and advice. We obviously don't know every single thing about your business. So the more you can share actually helps our coaches to help you have a great first impression with candidates. So knowing things like what James shared about the programs, the benefits, how your organization is unique, even if it's not perfectly polished, 
we can help you take that into a great first message. Um, and a little bit more to what Caprice was sharing, our product will actually help you first start that first draft. Because one thing that we often notice is we're so busy, we needed that talent yesterday, but it's so hard to write that first draft. So with our partnership with Workman, we actually have specialized templates that are actually in the product that help you, again, you know, shine and 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 be differentiated than everyone else that's out there. Because again, it's not just here's a gig; it's here's an opportunity, here's a career, and a partnership, which is what we want to sell. So that's a little bit Caprice on how our coaches help, and they're always there to support you. Um, and we know that that's exactly how you can win and compete with the bigger, as as James said and gave the reference, faceless organizations out there. Thank you. Um, and, and James, one of the things that I uh, would just invite you to do is um, so many times a brokerage, a team is great at talking about their new agent development. And, uh, and, and I'm going to invite you to talk about your mid to upper agent development as an attraction uh, piece. And so uh, do you, it looks like you have a thought on that. I'm just not real involved with that at this point yet. Um, we're working on some different things going forward. I have a pretty good team around me and we're trying to figure out some different things. Retention is a big thing for me. Um, it has been my, my entire career. I worked for some of them faceless corporations, um, but retention is very big. You know, when you look at one of the things people forget about when they think about retention is you've already invested a lot of money in somebody. Yes. You have to do everything you can to keep them. If you just let them walk out the door, you're just throwing money away. So we, we invest in people, you invest in your recruiting, you invest in your training, you invest in their success. And there's no reason not to continue that investment because if they just walk out, then you've wasted some, a lot of the investment you've already placed. Well, I, I, I couldn't agree more because it's both like it's the same way as to profitability. We can increase revenue and cut expenses. Same thing to our net agent growth. We can increase by attraction and we can net more by by retention. And so I think both are critical points to growth, which is is why is why we're here today. Um, one of the, the successful things that I was able to do is show that I did have a growth plan for my mid to upper eight, uh, tier agents. And so um, even if you're not as involved in that right now, maybe talking about what you could offer and, and put on and use some messaging to attract. I hope you don't mind you guys that I went a little off. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to get out of the PowerPoint a little bit and make sure that we're uh, answering some questions that you all actually have. Uh, we just have a few minutes left. I promised that we would get to screening. So let's uh, take some of our high points of screening and um, we'll uh, wrap up today. Um, what I have noticed is that um, there are points, I've been told so many times um, to not cheat the process. And I, uh, when it comes to screening, I think that there's two ways to look at screening. Um, I believe you're screening a candidate and they are also screening you. This is a two-way street. So I would be prepared on both fronts of screening. So um, just quickly, when someone's showing up to an appointment, I always uh, make sure that I've done my homework, that I am uh, prepared to do. And um, what I would say, an aspiration needs a analysis. Some people, some people call it um, a strategy session, a blueprint session. Um, I would say sometimes people make the mistake of trying to sell them everything you have instead of finding out 
what it is that brought them to you today and how you can use parts of your value proposition to, to continue the conversation. So please don't throw all 51 things that you do special at them at one time. Please find out which one or two would most affect their business and then dive deeper with them because uh, otherwise it just gets lost. And so screw that's one way that they're going to be screening you is your ability to get to know them, where they're going, and if you're part of the plan that will get them there. Um, that's I, I just because we're short on time. That's one thing. Now I'm going to go to the screening of the candidate. And one of the most important things I was uh, ever taught was to not cheat a process, a hiring, a good hiring process. Um, so many people will see, uh, you know, I've, I've watched this time and time is like, if I don't have the hiring skills, I might sit a, across from you and we got along great and we have rapport. So you should be great for this role. That's not the way this game works. Um, and, and I don't mean it like it's a game. I just mean like, just be careful of that. If you find yourself really liking the candidate, that's one part of this process, uh, but it may not mean that they're the best candidate for you. So let's follow a process of hiring. It's going to be one of our giveaways to you today um, is, is a, is a, Thank you. Yep, exactly. We're going to give you a hiring process checklist. There are going to be parts of the process that you're going to want to skip because you're going to be like, that takes too much time. I have too many leads today. I've got to hire out of desperation. You're already there. Be careful. That's the sign that you're going to back up and use a process. So there's some areas in the process that you're likely to skip. Um, and I want to address those. And, and I want you to, when you're hiring, I want you to go, oh yeah, this was one. I promised Caprice I wouldn't do that. <laughs> or at least I, I, I'm aware now. I'm, I know better. I'm going to do better. So can we go back to page 15? Thank you. Yeah, there we go. So um, I want you to use an assessment. It, um, a DISC assessment is one that most of us are very familiar with. There are, whether it's in Wise Hire or it's with Workmen, we have suggested behavioral profiles for each of these roles. Yep. Um, now, I don't know if you would agree with me, Sid, and I, I'm curious. I have always adopted the thought that behavior is really only about 25% of my process because behavior gives us so much and yet it leaves some really critical things out. Yeah. And it like a uh, track record, experience, um, intelligence, like those types of things are part of our questioning. Behavior tells us something else. So, Sid, why should someone not skip a behavioral profile uh, assessment? What we're seeking to do when we're hiring is ultimately, as we do with our you know, customers, we're going through a process. We're going through refined selection. At every stage, we have a goal. You know, where, where we have found in real estate through evidence-based research is that certain roles have very much so high correlation with certain behavioral profiles. They're not all encompassing though. Yes, you have a very strong chance that someone with a certain profile is gonna excel in a role, but this is a rule of thumb to help you narrow down and focus your time. Again, that's back to Caprice's point about there's so many elements and we have to think holistically with hiring, right? What is the goal of the role? What is like the mission and objective? Does this person bring the skill set, the aptitude? Can I consistently through my interviewing and reference checks determine that they will win in this role often? And so that's why I think you're, you're, you're advocating exactly the right steps here, Caprice, which is it is a balanced approach. The DISC is a great first screen. 
we have to be thoughtful about the insights that come out of it. It's not just one number. And that's why often at WiseHire, we highlight so much more evidence to say, hey, when you go into this interview, these are the things that to dig into, right? Is this person, you know, if, if this is a key part of your organization, the values, the motivators, and this person is not aligned to them, dig in, learn more be consistent and follow up and use the assessment to really inform the latter part of your process. Um, and, and I think, again, like the consistency element is so critical here, Caprice. Um, I'd add one point, if you're, if you're like new to this and you're getting started, Caprice was saying this earlier, it's a two-way street. You know, you can incorporate all of this into like your hiring flows. And the, thing, the questions that I ask, I spend most of my days these days interviewing. And the question I often ask, first call, why now for you? And then why wise hire, right? Let me tell, let me understand why you're excited about this call. Make notes of those points. And then exactly as Caprice said, when you're pitching your organization, you're connecting the dots, focus on those points, right? Because as we said, like there may be 51 things and maybe you talk about those later on in the process, but today I just honed it in on why they're excited and then use that all through your screening process to emphasize again, how much alignment there is here. So Caprice, a little bit more of an expanded answer, but hope yeah. that helps. Please, thank you. Um, the next one that I wrote or, or we wrote down was the skills assessment or aptitude testing. You've probably heard before the way someone does anything is the way they do everything. So when someone, when you are putting little um, ways that they can show you they're willing to follow a process or follow through, um, those are those are something I would invite you to do. Uh, some examples of that is you're going to get if you were using Wise Hire or anything else, you're going to have people apply, and if you ask them to leave you a voicemail or forward this resume there or do some of these things, and they're not even willing to follow those instructions. They're already telling you this is part of what I want you to have as a red flag that they're not willing to even do that much. So just be, be willing to listen to that. Or uh, I'll give you a quick little example. I invited um, someone into our team um, and let the, let the team be the, around them as well. I invited someone to come to a Tony Robbins event that we were doing virtually where we're dancing around. We're talking about breaking through things. And I just wanted to get them in the room and see how they would do and, and she would dance with us. And this was like her first meeting of the team. It's okay to get them in your environment or assess abilities, whether it's software, writing an ad, um, make that part of your process and, and don't skip that because it can be quite telling. That's Those are just some invitations that you may not see in, in everything, but it's a, a layer I like to add. I think the element that I add here often, Caprice, is think about the competitiveness of the role and often layer in these assessments and stages at the right time in the candidate journey. If it's a really difficult role to hire that listing agent, don't send them that homework on the first call, right? Like there's a moment in time for that because you want to be kind to their time. They'll therefore pay it forward to you. So just a, little, a few points on skill tests. I think the other point, consistency. Think about that test, think about that, that step, and are you learning something from it? And is it applicable for this role, right? Just because you're, you, you, know, you read somewhere online that, hey, you should use like this, this uh, you know, words, uh, a typing test or whatever the case, that is not applicable for this specific, particular role. It has to be very much so oriented to the day-to-day, -day, and again, the mission and the success that defines this role. So love exactly what you're saying here. Um, reference checks is a very fun one we can definitely dive into as well. Yeah, will you take three and four? Oh man, okay. Uh, reference checks, I find that most organizations incorrectly run. Um, it's something new for us. It's a new skill set. Here's a few uh, 
you know, tidbits of advice that may help you. Um, what I personally do with reference checks, one, it think about the role and the applicability and also the individual that you're going to be having this reference call with, right? Most people are sending people that are obviously very favorable, uh, you know, uh, prospect of opinions. And that's okay, like lean into that. Um, but note that you're getting a, a, a perspective that will only share like, you know, maybe 10%, 20% more information. What I do with references, Caprice, is often as I'm going through my interviews, I'm often asking, hey, who was that last agent that you're working with, that last manager that you're working with? And, and when I talk to them, how are they going to describe your, your, your story? You just took me through it. And that's like a, whoa, oh my gosh, Sid's going to go talk to this person. Let me give like a very like much more balanced and, and reality-oriented perspective. Super helpful. I note that down. As people are describing the journeys that they've been on, the people that they've loved working with, ask a lot about relationships. Those are the people that I lean into for those references. Obviously, I'm not always connected to them, so that becomes harder to do. We only do references, by the way, for the most senior and executive roles at Wisehire. So think about the applicability. You may not do you know, three references for that administrative assistant that's joining the business. Be open-minded. Think about how they're most applicable. And then when I do those reference calls, I ask the same question, which is just, hey, you know, I, you know, again, like uh, XYZ said this statement, how does that match with you? And you get such an open-ended and, and, and great conversation with that kicking off point. Um, final point on references, if they are introduced to you through the candidate themselves, you know, know that they're obviously going to be much more, pro, uh, much more optimistic, rosy. That's okay. But think about the individual that they're, you're being connected to. Is it someone's like, and you know, there's, there's definitely a stack ranking of, of, of references out there. Is it like the boss, the CEO that they used to work for, or is it a coworker? Like that speaks volumes in terms of the caliber of that individual. Um, finally, on, on, on background checks, we are as small business owners, as agents in a deeply regulated environment. So this is a new thing that we just launched at Wisehire. In your states, oftentimes you're required to run a background check. That's just part of like the regulations that we operate with. We just launched a new feature, Caprice, that actually includes background checks right in Wisehire. So as you're ahead, about to make that offer extended, you can do the state required background check, whether it's a driver's license check, a real estate check, whatever the case, through our partnership with Checker. Again, we want to save time. One thing about background checks, as many people that have been in the industry know, they often can bring bias to the table. And so one thing we do definitely recommend is to use them in the cases where it is required. Is this person dealing with you know, funds and wire transfers? Yes, you want to do that background check, even if it's not required. Is this person just a face for the company? Your office manager may not be as applicable. Just note that like, you know, the information that you wanna gain, again, connect the dots. Is it correlated with success in the role? Finally, on culture fit, this is such an important pillar to the process. Um, having dedicated people in your business that are not just you interviewing candidates is a great way to suss out culture fit, right? You're excited about a candidate. You've got a perspective. Having someone else that's consistently also doing a culture fit interview, mapping you know, that individual's uh, values, and if they align with your organization, great way to do it. But I think the biggest thing, as Caprice and I are talking about here, it's consistency, right? You don't want to skip the steps. You want to have roughly the same people be a part of your process. That way you can look at candidates in an apples to apples way, right? If, if, if your partner met with only half the candidates, how can you possibly make a decision here? So consistency, tying everything back to what you've shared as your values, 
being upfront, connecting the dots. I know in the materials that we'll be sending, we've got great culture fit questions. And if you're using the Wise Hire, we actually, as part of our interview guides, have, for example, screening questions, culture fit questions, career story questions that are all built there so that you don't have to do the hard work of doing the research and you can instead focus on the dialogue and learning something from the candidate versus having to like, you know, do 17 things at once. So love, love this process that you're advocating, Caprice. It is the right way to hire. Well, I was just enjoying hearing your perspective on those. Uh, so thank you. I also learned something. Uh, so I, I, I do appreciate that. One of the things when I'm hiring, I know my I know our core values. I know um, what we believe as leaders. And so I am actually, as they're dialoguing, listening for those. When I'm finding people are a fit, they usually come up before I have to ask the question. So inside my head, I'm like, okay, integrity. Okay. They like team. Uh, okay. You know, I, and I'm looking for them to dialogue about it before I ever even have to get and ask for examples of it. So I'm going to invite you to tune into that uh, because it's not that I don't get to the questioning, uh, you know, tell me about a time there where you exhibited personal growth or tell me a time. I'm still asking those questions. I just want to be watching for them through the whole process. Um, and then uh, I know we're a little bit over. Thank you for those that have been able to hang in with us. Uh, we'll wrap this up quickly. Number six is future questioning. I was uh, in, a, in a, a top agent mastermind uh, this year, earlier in February, and a top industry influencer said, one of the things that I like to do is ask questions about where they're going. And he said, because what I'm looking for isn't, I mean, people are coming to you to, to have this future vision be part of their reality. And so I, I believe it's part of our role to understand that uh, as good steward and good leader. So I want you to ask that number one. What he's looking for also in asking that is, am I catching this person on the rise of them doing something great or on the backside of them winding down. And this has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with where their, where their trajectory is going. Um, and so I just wanna be uh, invite you to be mindful of that and not skip being a good steward leader and catching someone on the rise. Um, so those were some of the things that I wrote down. I'm sure there's other things that we don't wanna skip, but those are, are some that we've written down today. In the ideal case, you're not just hiring in a transactional way. You're looking for a partner that's here for the long term. And that is exactly the line of inquiry, Caprice, because it's we have challenges in the business today. We want that person to be with us into the future, right? Not someone that's just here for 12 months. Like, let's see how they stretch. How do they see themselves? Another great opportunity to connect the dots to the programs that you have, the value add that you have. Um, I tell you, this is like the part where if you think back to the top of the call, how we can all be better, this is exactly it, which is consistency, learning from one another, reviewing and, you know, looking at it almost like, you know, like game day tape. How can I be a better interviewer? How can I be a better hire? How can I be a better recruiter? That is how we get there. And it's just one day at a time, consistency, consistency. Well, we have some uh, some takeaways for you today, in addition to hopefully what you wrote down. Um, and I, I, my uh, hope is that we met you somewhere on this journey and could lend at least a couple of ideas to, uh, for you to go and take action. Um, if you'll go ahead and, and um, scan that um, QR code or uh, that will help you with, um, again, some offerings that we have today. It will have our slide deck, a hiring checklist uh, that, um, 
study that was done. We would love if this is, uh, if you're not already working with Workman Success and you'd like to do a strategy session to help you grow, uh, that's part of our offering today. Um, I want to just uh, let you know how thankful I am that you would meet me today on this journey. Um, and if I can ever be of assistance in helping, helping you grow, um, sometimes we uh, win and sometimes we learn. Let's do that together. Um, and so, uh, Sid, what are your final thoughts today? First off, thank you again for having us, Chris. We are big, big advocates of the Workman Success community. We love working with those that are eager to be better versions of themselves, and that's exactly how you should do it, which is to be thoughtful, work with a coach. Again, at WiseHire, we are here as part of your journey. Our coaches, our platform, we want you to win at the end of the day. We know you got into this business because of a passion. We want to help you get back to that passion, grow your business, and our team is here for you. We are very much so rooting for you. There are challenges around us, but you you know, it's those people that are digging deep, thinking about how they can be better day after day that are going to like end up in a much better place. And I love working in this community. So again, Caprice, thank you. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed the dialogue. Well, thank you. Because you're already, you guys are adding to my team as a system. We click on 14. I promised that I would show this. So as we wind down, this is my actual down there in the corner. You may not be able to see it, but um, over the last year, I've had 100 candidates um, come through my wise hair account. Um, most of these um, are from job ads and um, also from us talking in the community. I send everybody there with that invite candidate link. And so that I'm filtering uh, people in. This is just our sales side. And you can see that I've had 23. My number is exactly 100, which is interesting enough. I've had 23 excellent fits, 13 very good. And then you can see uh, that um, 17 and 17 and 30 did not complete the rest of the process which is valuable. That's time-saving for them and for you. So you can focus on that right person that you're more likely to succeed with. Love these success stories. And then 22 of those were licensed or and 24 were pursuing. And so if you could, uh, I, I personally want to say thank you for, for creating something that helps me navigate this, a place to send uh, people into a process. So uh, I, I'm thankful for, because uh, you're a co-founder as well. Thank you for uh, being a, a brainchild in this. Uh, again, uh, thank you, everyone. Let's go back to our last slide so they can grab those uh, freebies. And I hope to see you again on, um, on another session. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.